0: Yo, oh. yo, peace, man. What's up, man? What's going on? How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Another good day. How you feeling? Yeah, yo, I'm feeling wonderful, man. Feeling thrive, thriving, and prosperous. It's been a, it's been a while since, since since we spoke. Um, man, i was kicking this thing right off, man. It's Monday, you know what that means, man. Welcome to the Richie Moon Show, man. It's the first time, um, it's the first time you mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, man, definitely. It's good to be on. Thank you for having me. No problem, man. Uh, so what's, what's been what's been going on with you, man? It's been... I haven't spoken to you in, at this point, a couple of years. Uh, the last time I really remember being in contact with you was when me, you, and, and Nick, shout out to Nick, was uh, were working on... Were working, no, 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 no. That wasn't the last time. The last time I remember speaking to you was when me, you, and uh, Haas were in the hills doing that scene yeah yeah we're shooting um a little project of yours that was
1: cool it's been that seems so long ago can I curse on here
0: yeah go ahead go ahead go
1: ahead Uh, that seems so um that seems so long I was gonna say so fucking long ago but that seems so long ago um (laughs) it's been a it's been a journey since then man like a lot of a lot it seems like so much has happened between I haven't thought about that in a long time right
0: a lot a lot of uh a lot of life has happened in between that time. Right, right. So, um, one, oh, no. so, uh, so that was back, oh, that was like 2016. That was like 2000, that was like 2016, something like that. 2017. So, so take me back. Let's, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to 2017. Um, I'm not sure when you started uh, doing the work for Revolt, um, when, I, when, when you started to dabble in that. So, take, so, matter of fact, take me to that. Take me to the time when you started to uh, work, when you when you were about to start working for Revolt and the events that led to that.
1: Um, when I started working for Revolt, it might have been 2017 or 18, 2018 maybe, but I don't know. So, basically, I was working in insurance for four years. Mm -hmm. and ironically pre pre that one of my goals was to work a corporate job and and I did it and then I quickly found out that that wasn't for me either but um (laughs) I, I, I quit my job and I quit it like without without any plan essentially I didn't have a backup I had like maybe a few bucks in my savings to finish paying rent for the year or whatever but I had zero idea of what I was doing I had a camera and I remember just like going outside with the camera and expecting something to happen I didn't know what was gonna happen but I expected something to happen and sooner or later something did happen um I started shooting with rap radar um, um with one of their hosts named Najee and he did a show called Cigar Talk and we were shooting like celebrity interviews for Cigar Talk and I started doing that for free just to get, like, a reel out or just to get my name up or whatever, just to have content, just to be outside, be in the city, be amongst these people. And from there, um, it led to me meeting, not meeting, but reconnecting with some old friends who worked with Complex at the time. And then I started a PA gig with Everyday Struggle. And that was cool. I only did it a few times. But I remember, like them PA gig is like one of the lowest I don't want to say it's a it's a gig you know it's a good job but it is one of right. the lowest jobs you can have in the industry right. and um I remember them having just like these meetings and I could never be in the room and then I, I remember just like them closing the door and just remembering how much I wanted to be in that fucking room
0: mm. and
1: lo and behold my next big gig revolt not only am I in the room but I'm damn near Doing most of the work of running these meetings, you know, like well, no. as far as research goes, and and just like all of this good shit. So um, I was a, an associate producer for State of the Culture, another Joe Budden show,
0: mm-hmm. and it was
1: good. Probably, yeah. It was yeah. it was great. Um, it was a great experience. I loved being on set, but then after a while, it kind of just got like too gossipy, and mm-hmm. it just it just wasn't fitting right, like with my soul. Essentially, like it just didn't feel good. So um I left after the first season. And at the and
0: s- after the first season. So what, what what time period is this that you've left? This
1: might have been 2019, 2018, so, okay. at the top of the- time is such a blur to me now, bro. Right. Um on. but like is this so leading- much like Go ahead. Um, so much, like, has, like, even before that, I was driving Uber for a while. And ironically, when I was driving Uber, I wasn't making that much money. I was making enough money just to, like, pay rent and food and take care of my daughter. But ironically, like, I was such at peace, like, in life when I was driving Uber. Some Mm -hmm. of my most peaceful moments was just, like, that. Just, like, navigating through the world and meeting these people and just not having any structure at all. It was weird. But, um... Interesting. Interesting. So after I left, yeah, it might've been like 2019, I didn't know what to do after that. Like I I had horrible luck with finding gigs. I think I worked in between now and then I might've worked for FedEx, a tow truck company, a wine warehouse company, all these jobs that I knew weren't for me either. Like they weren't fitting my soul. I might've stayed for these jobs. I stayed at FedEx for one night. Um, it was wow. an overnight job and I was there for one night and the next day I was like, yeah, that's, that's not it. That's then I not- tried, huh?
0: So you were like, this is not for me.
1: It's not for me. And then um, I tried a wine, a wine warehouse company. And like after a week I was like, yeah, this is not for me. Either. I just didn't like the people. <laughs> like it was just a lot of negative energy there. Right. And then... The tow truck company, which was in Hunts Point, which was the epitome of negative energy. Um <laughs> I, it was just like, yeah, I can't be here either. It, ironically, like my last day at the tow truck company, I was like, all right, this day is gonna decide if I stay here or not. And right. then that day there was like a fight between like the manager and one of the tow truck drivers, and like somebody got like their head bashed open with the like right in front of me, and I was just like, Oh, that there's the answer. I'm out of here too. And Word. From there, it was just like I don't. I remember just floating essentially, and I just didn't know what to do. And I was um, in the midst of another depression, and um. And this like, is in 2019, battle- right?
0: 2019, yep. So then, the um, time, we're, we're we're looming sometime around uh the shutdown is about to happen. Sometime around this this story. I, yeah, and ironically, the shutdown is about to happen, but my life is about to change
1: more than I ever like ever knew. Um so I'm 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 coasting and then um to be transparent with you in the show I meet someone I meet a girl and she gives me advice about like you know like reaching out to certain people for a job and she told me I should reach out for a um I should try like indie theaters and I was like yo that's not a bad idea and I had just moved to Near a shell, and there was an indie theater not too far from me that I always passed. And I gave them a call, and they were just like, "Yo, actually, we're looking for somebody to run our theater." And um, shout out to her. I shout out to her. I got the job, and um I through the whole. Ironically, the whole pandemic. What kept me afloat was running a movie theater, the one <laughs> business that completely shut down right uh, ironically uh, (laughs) shut down
0: you're there move.
1: okay right and um it's a non-profit and i learned pretty much everything i needed to learn about like like running a non-profit and and uh just working with different types of people and it was nice and i made some cool connections but towards the end of that stint it was just like i feel stagnant here as well i'm too comfortable and um that's just not something that you know like i'm i can let go of a job so Ironically, Revolt reached back out to me too, and they're they're working on a news show, nice. and that's where I am now. I'm still working for Revolt Black News, and it's much more serious, and I I, I like it. It's a good job to have. So I left the theater, and I'm here now. Okay. So um,
0: what? So what? What is the difference between now and then? You said it's a lot more serious. Is there is there was it the more seriousness of how they're taking you, or is it just a more serious atmosphere? More serious atmosphere.
1: I don't care about who's dating who, um, who's wearing what, like, you know, all that cool, that shit is nice, like, it's fun for what it is. But um, when it comes to like something I'm gonna have to partake in and it's my job, I don't wanna sit here and talk about gossip all day. It just doesn't feel right. And um, so this show we talk about pretty much everything and anything serious that affects black culture, black people, and like, who are we? And like, what is this doing to us? And it's just so knowing you know, like, it probably has taken effect on my mental health that I haven't realized and I'm talking about it, but it's still good for my soul to know that I'm doing the work of knowing what's going on with my people, like, and mm. it's just a much more serious take on,
0: you know, television, and I like it. Okay. Ooh, you said a lot of things that I, that I want to uh, touch on, but let's, let's rewind for a second. So going into two thousand and nineteen and that you were uh, going into another depression what what was what was the cause of the depression? That depression was not knowing where my future held
1: and my attachment to finances and loneliness essentially, which is something I've battled with a lot and I'm continuing to battle with. but um most of it was just like, still finding myself like who am I what am I doing like what's tomorrow looking like um a lot of questions that you have to find in the day like and it's just I don't know it was a lot and I remember just like walking around aimlessly um I went to LA that summer for a few weeks and had a horrible time and then when I got back this didn't get better like plus a move and then like I'm moving into a whole new apartment and then it's like how am I even gonna pay rent? Like I don't know and you know, just finding out just trying to find the answers every day is right. like tiring and exhausting. But what's crazy is I got of that out of that depression fairly easily, thank God, and quickly. And then um you know, the pandemic happened. Right. And then um Did you find yourself doing a lot of introspective work? no not at all i was in a relationship through most of the pandemic actually and all of me pretty much went into that relationship like all of me mm-hmm. um which was a bad thing <laughs> okay. Okay. and so during the pandemic you know it was on and off it was a beautiful relationship she she, she kind of introduced me to spiritual work spiritual work actually okay. and um okay. tapping in um Everything from, like, therapy to energy. Like, she really did introduce me to this lifestyle. Perfect. But um, essentially, Especially. it was up to me to to continue my work there. Right. Um, but right. I, she, she brought out... What that relationship showed me was, like, all the shit in me that had to change. Like, you think... Sometimes you think you're a good person. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're... Like, sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror. Like... And sometimes it's just, it could be as simple as bad habits or addictions or whatever the case may be, but everybody, um, has work to do. Yes. My ther- um, one of my therapists told me that, um, it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's, it should never be shameful. It's, it's the dark's job to cover the light. The dark right. is just doing its job, essentially. But it's the light's job to cover the dark, and it's up to you to decide who you're gonna help, you know, and um, or which side of you you're gonna help. So that's pretty much what that relationship taught me. Do Absolute, that. Through the absolutely,
0: pandemic. you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you can't really appreciate the the light w- without the dark. Um, I, I appreciate. I'm glad that she that she was yeah. able to introduce you to that world. I'm glad that you were open enough to to take the step towards it you know as you said you know she introduced you to it but it's up to you to continue to do the work and a lot of people get into uh spirituality and think that it's all uh love and light but i mean it is a lot of love and light but you have to get through the darkness and your darkness is part of the journey that's a so, fact uh, well that you uh embraced it you know what i'm saying that might that might You know that It's part of the journey That's part of life You know what I'm saying Whether you embrace Spirituality or not You know what I'm saying You can't appreciate The you know The dark without the light And you don't even have To take it that deep You can't appreciate Really good weather Like really Sun beach Hot weather Without cold weather You know what I'm saying So Exactly Exactly Balance So you know Thanos showed us that As all things should be (laughs) Oh yeah (laughs) Oh man So um Man, you, you're into a lot of different things, man. You uh, work behind the camera. You write, you direct. Where did this inspiration come from? You've always been creative. Um, for everybody that's just listened to this, uh, man, me and this guy have known each other for, uh, stuff, I, I don't even, years, year, 10 years plus, 15 years plus, a really long time, grade school. 20 years plus even yeah 20 years plus so um you know known for a long time had a chance to observe for a long time you've always been creative um where did where did that come from were your parents creative were your were your grandparents creative where did where did that spark of creativity that spark of creative energy come from you know my parents were not I don't want to say they're not creative. My entire
1: family's Caribbean, so they're very work-based. I am easily the black sheep of my family when it comes to <laughs> the this The black shit. sheep
0: always turns to the goat!
1: I know, right? <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I, I knew, I guess I was, I don't know. Um, I was always interested in music and film, whatever, but I never thought I, I would bring a career out of it. I didn't find that part of myself. I used to say I didn't, I didn't find myself till I was 26, but now I'm realizing I still haven't even really found myself. What's your but, eighth- um? My age now? Yeah. 32. Okay. Ooh, when's your birthday? March 19th. Okay. So um, at 26, I went through another depression. It's, it's Ironically, it's the depressions that make me, but I went through a depression. I was having a child, mm-hmm. and at the time, I was being a regular nigga. I didn't want a kid and it sent me through straight like into like a depression. Mm-hmm. And um, so a few years into that, like I'm just like in this home and I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not, I, I love my child at this point. I like, I, I show up, you know, I mean, I'm a father. I still show up to this day. I love my baby. I wouldn't have had it happen any other way. But during mm-hmm. this time, I'm just like in a depression of like, I'm stuck in an office. I come home, I have like a little basement apartment and I'm not happy here, essentially. I'm not happy with who I'm with. I'm right. not happy with who I am. And I, I, I just started writing. And then one of my friends, you know, they would, I would just send it out for people to read. And so it's not just like, yo, this is beautiful. You should turn this into a short film. And then I was like, yeah, I should. And then they gave me the, the context to like, to make an actual short film, like a director, a DP. Like, it was a, like a real thing. Like, I had a makeup artist. For my first time with this experience, it was like the real thing and do you remember the um, first thing you wrote the first thing i wrote was something to madison something to madison yeah the first script i wrote ever though was called the addict and the addict is about um the addict was about a world a universal world where love never existed it, it's actually a drug that had just came out in pill form and because love never existed jealousy envy all these things that come with you know love um never existed either but this um girl named river who likes drugs takes the pills takes the pill gets addicted and has like a roller coaster override ride through a day about how she feels about the guy of interest her best friend and introducing jealousy into their circle of love and friendship and then she overdoses at the end very amateur stuff she overdoses at the end and dies but like it's amateur now nothing think about it but it was it was a beautiful <laughs> thing at the moment it was just like oh this is amazing like i can't believe i wrote this and um writing that script was like i don't know it was a lot too and it was good like so but since then it was just like oh this is what i want to do for sure this is what i want to do just like working in film mm-hmm. mm. what was your first project that you filmed the first project was The Addict, we filmed okay. that. And then um, it never was released, never got it edited, but the first shot and released was, i want to say, this short film called Maybe Tonight, which is taken down now, and then Strangers, which is still up. And to me, that's like one of the best things I've ever done was called Strangers.
0: Strangers was with uh, Nick, right?
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen Strangers, shout out to Strangers uh interesting interesting so like so you just started so out of your depression you ended up just uh channeling that energy into writing and ended up uh, essentially finding your passion correct yep yeah mm-hmm. interesting 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 so throughout this um you're in this relationship um some interesting things you said about the relationship shout out to her I, li- I like i like the um just the ambiguousness of the it. just her um Shout out shout out to her that started showing you the spiritual path uh, what what specifically did she what specifically did she show you because I, I can tell by talking to you and by you know the recent trip that you went on which we will get to that there's definitely been a a shift in your perspective and your consciousness and your and your train of thought so uh what obviously she was part of that inspiration um, there had to be kind of a and during this journey, there had to be kind of an aha moment. There had to be kind of a time where you were just like, whoa, when did you started looking at the world different? Do you do, do you remember that moment? I call it the red we, pill moment. Do you remember that moment you took the red pill? I do. I do.
1: Um. So I met this. I met her mm-hmm. and immediately she changed my life. Before we even dated, it felt like I loved her. I knew her. Maybe mm. it was something from a past life, you know. Mm. And so we had a roller coaster ride throughout the entire relationship. The highs were really high, the lows were very low. Mm. And then um, we broke up, and I was heartbroken. And I mean, like I'm 32 years old, and I thought I had got my heartbroken before. I thought I made new love before, or maybe I just knew different versions of it. But this, like like almost ended me. So um, a spiritual connection. on Like a spiritual connection. It's like, I really like, I don't know what it is. Um right. it, It's almost as if like, so through the whole relationship, I was afraid that she would leave essentially. And it's almost like in the past life, I was her daughter and she was my father who went away to war and never came home. And just like that energy or afraidness of her never coming home just transferred over into this life and i felt like that through the entire relationship and towards the end she ended up leaving <laughs> and i feel like it just had to be that way but um she showed me myself essentially for the first time in my entire life i wanted to be with one person and one person only i wanted to work on myself for one person and one person only but then the aha moment was like um it's about me like i there's some things going on with me like bad habits that she has shown me or just like this person that i need to become for myself and i wouldn't have gotten here without being that hurt Um, she left and it sent me back into like another crazy depression and i remember sitting outside i mean i remember sitting inside my kitchen and looking out my window and for the first time ever I didn't see like an outside world. I didn't see like something I want to go walk and travel. I saw, uh, I saw myself in a cage. I saw myself in a box, and I felt trapped. And also, for the first time ever, it's the first time that I thought the only way out was suicide. And it's my, it was my first time having suicidal thoughts. This was very recent, and um, this was about like three months ago. And I didn't like the feeling. Panic attacks came, anxiety attacks. Everything that could happen came after that. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much what she showed me. And then the story continues. If you want me to continue, but um, or if you're ready for the next question. Where did
0: so? Uh, you she showed you yourself. Um, she, you said your your bad habits and things like that. And you know, you know, when we see our reflections, it's not always everything that we may think it is. And it's easy for us to get stuck on that, but I don't really want to focus on that. What What are some of the? You said she, she showed you herself. Um, what 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 are some of the the positive attributes that you have seen? Because when you deal with a woman like that, when you deal with a goddess, it seems like this is the first time you've dealt with a goddess. They uh, They They leave a They leave a mark on you. They show you. They upgrade you, and they show you parts of yourself that you know you didn't know about, whether for better or for worse. What are some of the better parts that she showed you of yourself? Ooh, that I am ready. I am ready. Um, You
1: know me, man. For a long time, I was running around, running and gunning. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not, that's not what I'm here for anymore. I'm not here to play with anybody. I'm not here to hurt anybody. Um, For a long time, I questioned if I can even be like this person in a relationship. And I can, not only can I, but I'm ready to be that person in a relationship. Um, just a bringer of light. I can be somebody's joy without being their pain in any way. Um, of course, obstacles come up in relationships, but I'm not here to. I'm not here to run. I'm here to work. You know, and um and um and um. Pretty much that's what she showed me. Like I am strong enough to be this person who I want to be, and I can have a
0: relationship that I want to have. That's beautiful shout out to her once again so you and this relationship ends it was obviously um, part of your life lesson to learn this uh, for anybody that's out there that's listening to this has been through heartbreak many of us have been through heartbreak you know I know it sucks but you have to remember at the end of the day they're there to teach us lessons And that we all signed up for this everything everything that's happening to us we all signed up for (laughs) facts and uh time tells all so you know i don't know you know the 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 details of you and hers uh relationship or how it ended but that may have just been a boomerang effect to set to set y'all up for for later in life you know what i'm saying um she might have just been setting you up for her in the future who knows or she may have been setting you up for you know for for the next goddess that you experience and more importantly she set you up uh, for yourself so um, moving most importantly right right most importantly right Setting you up for yourself Uh, so you know saying you're out of this relationship Um, you're getting through this depression what's going on are you still you know you said revolt uh reaches out to you how are you how are you channeling this energy you know what i'm saying are you what 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 ways are you what ways are you combating this depression
1: um I, so i'm I'm working for revolt throughout all of this though so, but it's a very the job doesn't require too much um it's, it's a good job to have so luckily like it doesn't show up in my work or anything like that but it does show up everywhere else I'm doing a horrible job at channeling energy because I don't know. I'm in therapy but like shout out to the therapist at the time who tried but it just wasn't enough I, he wasn't giving me the tools that I needed and um, so I'm doing a horrible job Um, I feel horrible I'm having nightmares every night it's hard to be awake during the day because of negative thoughts and it's just like I'm afraid to go to sleep because of the dreams but I'm, I'm afraid to be awake because of the thoughts and every day for two to three weeks straight this voice in my head is telling me to just end it end it all um you think you can hide it but you can't I remember um I had a shoot shooting my friend's um child's birthday and he was proposing to his girlfriend that night as well he let me know and I just remember being like all right man I'm ready for this and nobody tells you like when you're behind the camera how good you get at capturing everyone else's happiness while looking for your own like and it's tough it's hard but you can't say anything like because you're there for them you signed up for it like you said right Mm -hmm. but his mother comes up to me his mother who i haven't seen in like two years two or three years came up to me and was just like you know i'm a therapist right and i'm like yeah yeah and she goes and you can talk to me at any time and when she said that i kind of looked around the room and I had to, like, remember, like, nobody here knows what I'm going through. Like, you know, like, these aren't my, my close friends. Like, they don't know. And I'm just like, so, like, why would she just, like, I'm in shock that she said that to me. And yeah. then she's just like, she's just like, nah, it's written all over you. Like, it's written all over your face. And she's like, I just want you to know that I see you. And I remember, like, like looking around. And after she said that, um, I just remember looking around and just, like, Everything slowed down. Kids running past me in slow motion. Couples that are there together and the music was so loud. It was on Mary J. Blige's real love. I'll never forget this moment. Mary J. Blige's real love was playing in the background and the song just got super loud. And I literally had to like run out and break down in my car. Mm. I just didn't know what was happening to me. And then it was just like, I couldn't even have a full breakdown because I got to go catch a fucking proposal. (laughs) Like somebody's about to propose and it's only going to happen once. So I got to like wipe my tears and just go in and get that as well. It's like fucking every, I have no happiness in me, but I have to bring that shit out with me because I'm here in this, in this moment, right? And it's just like, I've been, I was feeling so depleted of life, of joy, of happiness. I had nothing to give to myself. I had nothing to give, period. And it was just like, who do I pull from? Who do I talk to? It was just like one of the worst moments like in my life. And it was two to three weeks, every day straight, I was breaking down, crying. My body was purging like th- this entire time, I just didn't know what it was. But I feel like it was getting me ready for my trip to Peru. And for two to three weeks, every day, it was either... I tried every day. It was just like, either I kill myself or I push through again.
0: And I, I pushed through every time. And it was just like, thank God. You're glad you pushed through, my good brother. Glad you pushed through. So glad you brought that up. So you're going through this. You're, you're pushing... Pushing through, you said your body is, is is purging itself, and that's that's honestly that's exactly what I was thinking when you started to say that your body was you know kind of breaking down or crying. That's exactly what I was thinking. Your body is your body is getting rid of all the parasites. It start is getting rid of the parasites that uh, getting rid of all the energy that no longer serves you. All those negative thoughts. That's why they were coming to the forefront of your head like that because they were they were you know what I'm saying they were they were rushing out of your body. All those yeah. negative thoughts, all those, all that negative energy was coming to the surface, and it was coming out I, of your body. I didn't really know
1: much about. You know, you know, I knew about energy for a lot of my life. I would get compliments on my energy, and I, like, a lot of people would say like, "Yo, your energy's strong, or your third eye's strong." And I had no idea what they were talking about mm-hmm. until I started waking up and feeling sick physically. I had to get tested for COVID like twice because I thought, and I'm and I'm vaccinated, but I like I. It was just like I felt so crazy waking up like I couldn't move I wasn't eating I was just like something has to be wrong with me like I'm sick you know like I didn't think depression could feel so physical like Mm -hmm. my body's aching and just like yo something is wrong with me you know like and um yeah but like whatever your body like your body will get that shit out but
0: um if it doesn't there is there there are ways to get it out there definitely sure. is and um, what I would definitely also recommend for, for yourself I'm not sure if you are I'm going to find out in a few moments so um, uh, for the family out there that's going to listen to I know a lot of my audience knows that uh, astrology is is very important some people look at astrology as something that just look at a newspaper or they look at on a desktop or something like that every other day and it's like oh it's cute I'm this and I'm that but if what a lot of people don't know is that our ancestors were all astute astrologers because they understood the movement of the stars directly correlates to our body and our body movements and that there are certain seasons and patterns that certain energies affect our body um, and that all circles back around to the pain sometimes that your, your body goes through through purging things could directly go where your placements are on your chart I would highly recommend i can send to people to you on instagram um that you get your chart read it's it's very very important that um that we know where our placements are in our chart so we can utilize it in our life there are times in our life where we're supposed to move on ideas moving on business ideas moving our ambitions moving our passions and there's times we're supposed to relax you know what i'm saying and um they can be very much used to your advantage on an every day basis. Um, so I highly recommend a family that's not into astrology or think that it's just kind of, a that, that think it's like pseudo. I would, I would, I would encourage you to do your research and really speak to a real astrologist and really get things put into perspective. And you would truly understand the prowess of, of, of astrology. Um, but uh, now that I've done my 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 free sponsorship for astrology, uh, let's circle back to um, to uh, you know you're getting ready. When do you when do you decide, or how? Matter of fact, how does this even come about? How does the does the, the, the trip to Peru? How does that even come about? Who inspires that? What are the thoughts leading up to that? So the
1: inspiration came from um, Nick, actually, our good friend Nick. Shout and- out to Nick he w- went through this experience, an intense experience himself in January of this year. And he told me maybe it's something I should check out. And I was like, you know what, maybe it is. I- I- I'm in the mood for traveling. I-, I don't know what to really expect, but I feel like I'll get some answers. And ironically, um, you just spoke about astrology. Even before that I spoke, I did speak to an astrologist and I had an astral reading and um, mm-hmm. it, it, it was about two hours long and it was intense and very informative. Mm -hmm. and um but yeah she told me some to expect some healing coming up and she gave me like a time frame and lo and behold like this trip to peru was fucking (laughs) 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 right on time i'm thinking about like how i'm gonna explain this journey to you and it's just like the weirdest thing i'm sure people are gonna be like all right this
0: guy is nuts but right yeah man before, before, came you, up. before you get into that trip um, we're going to take a quick commercial break i want to appreciate everybody that's tapped into the rich moon show we got my guy here sage uh i've known him lifetime friend uh we've worked together on some artistic projects together i'm glad to have him on the show um thank you for everybody that's listening to the Richie moon show make sure to tap in and we are back but well, my guy sage um you know what i'm saying he's been through uh depression been through relationships he had the goddess experience um I will, we'll get into detail about that a little bit later uh, he had a, he had his goddess experience um you know what i'm saying he's seen himself he's seen his shadow self did a lot of shadow work and um it's led him up to now up to this trip to peru and a lot of magical things have happened in Peru in the past and it's still happening to the present now. So um, so take us up to it. You said Nick Nick encouraged you to the trip to go to Peru and uh, what's going on after that? Yeah,
1: so Nick encouraged me to go and I just did. Um, I'm, I, I'm used to just going out and traveling alone. It's nothing new for me. And I went and so you land in Peru, I'm in Cusco, I'm high up in the mountains. Mm -hmm. and it's just like this great little mountain and immediately you're like hit with altitude sickness and you feel it like in your body but for me it's just like man I've been feeling shit for however long now this is just whatever at this point pain is pain and (laughs) but they tell you like the coca leaves that they use like you know people like get for like cocaine or whatever for them it's so it's it's healing for them like it's it's the way to combat altitude sickness and other Sicknesses, so they for them it's like nurturing, kind of like, and it's just like if you don't go to these places, you normally don't know. Like, like we're so good at diluting healing shit, like as a culture, like it's it fucking sucks. Like I I didn't know. Like you walk in front of stores and they're giving away coca leaves for free, essentially, Mm -hmm. and it's just like yo, just like it's for altitude sickness for our guests, essentially, whatever tourists come they can just take these, boil it, drink it as tea, feel better, come back, and it's just like. Who else has a love for life like that? Because I haven't seen nothing like that out here, right? And right. um so I'm in Peru. It's chill. It's chill. And the day comes for my ayahuasca ceremony. Mm. And um, I'm a little wait, nervous. Be-
0: be- before you get there, how is the cocoa leaves? It's,
1: <laughs> it's just tea. <laughs> it's just like tea. Like, it doesn't make you high or anything like that you boil okay. it you drink it like that's it gives you energy cocaine. i'll say that's that like... it does give you energy yeah okay Um cocaine is a hell of a drug a cocaine is a hell of a drug
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so um yeah the day comes and they tell you not to eat like so you can eat like early early i have like a small vegetarian meal and then like that's it and it's just like all right i'm bored like I, i'm gonna i'm gonna do this already so i, I ended up going um, finding the temple, I'm like about an hour or some change away from this temple, and the temple's in this place called the Sacred Valley. And you can't, yeah, Sacred Valley, Peru. And there's no hotels, there's no you can't just stay there. Like, you have to know somebody, you have to know where you're going to find this place. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I get there finally, and I'm two hours early. Um, immediately, like, I just sit outside and two hours fly by. I'm just such in awe of how beautiful this place is from, from those small little homes that's on the temple's premises to the temple itself.
0: Mm -hmm. And, um, I
1: haven't gone inside yet, but this man comes outside. His name is Tramposo. Shout out to Tramposo. And he comes outside and we immediately connect. Um, we're about the same size. We're like the same height. Um, he might be a little bit taller than me, but his energy, just fucking towers over mine. Like, I'll never forget, like, like I, I don't know what the correct word is, but humbled. I was humbled by him. Like, mm-hmm. essentially. And he tells me, you know, he asked me what brought me here, and we have a quick conversation. But I feel connected to him immediately. And he tells me to go check out the temple inside. So I do. Um, I, I walk inside. The first thing I realize is that they're scratching in the walls of this temple. Mm-hmm. And I was just like I just thought it was weird not weird but I I noticed it and I sit down and I just wait and slowly but surely people start coming in, trickling in and you know you introduce yourself to a few people and you have these conversations then the shamans start coming in and when the shamans came in I was like in awe it's just like
0: seeing these outer world beings So, so 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 take me so 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 take me through this all right, so you're so so you're in the structure, uh, yeah. And you're in is it is it like a campfire? Is it like is a light in it? You're in the
1: structure. It is lit. There is light, and it's like a circular structure. And essentially, like you find a spot that's going to be your spot for the entire night. Um, and it's like laid out with, like blankets and a bucket. Um, the bucket is for purging. Um, they say the bucket will be your best friend that night. And um, what so. Is the show? Like, they all look different. So, Trampas ended up being a shaman, him and his wife, and they were the only um, white shamans there. They came from the States, actually, and just found like this peaceful environment and just came, and that's where they are now. The rest of them were of Latin descent and one was Native American. And they all pretty much look <laughs> long hair. Um, what you think a shaman would look like, they dress like, they look like, you know, the comfortable boho style clothing. Mm -hmm. and like they just looked very bohemian but they all had this glow and energy to them like seeing them greet each other like they hug they share kind words and then they go on whatever conversation that they need to go on to like but they were like in love with each other in a non-romantic way and like you immediately just feel Mm -hmm. comfortable and protected and that's Mm -hmm. how I felt like I was just like all right nobody here is here to harm me like, mm-hmm. I, I, I surrender like to this to
0: this energy That's and beautiful. Um, was beautiful. glad you felt that I know you, you would need a feeling like that going into that type of experience all right yeah, so, def- so, so how many people are there
1: with you? So outside of the shamans, I want to say there are about 15 other travelers from all around the world mm-hmm. um, just just had their, everybody has their own thing really? going on i remember this one guy walking in he was just physically like just like ill breathing heavy coughing and just like moving slowly and i'll tell you about him later on in the story but um yeah so you know we're all sitting and then sooner or later the ceremony has to begin so nacho our head shaman who's leading the ceremony he doesn't speak english or too much english so he has a translator who was the native american shaman and um he says something that... He tells you about the culture. He tells you about Ayahuasca. He teaches you a little bit of its history. And then he says something that will continue to stick out with me for the rest of my life. Mm. He just goes... um. He just goes... Look, there's power in not knowing. And he's just like... When sometimes people ask him who he is, he just says, I don't know. Because if he just says, I'm a shaman. Or if you just say you're a um, podcast host or so if I just say I work with Revolt we limit ourselves and he goes but I don't know it's so vast that, like the possibilities are endless and I don't know and he goes people who don't know help hold so much power there's so much power in not knowing and I'll just never forget that like that really resonated with me because I was I, you know for most of my life I've been in a place where I just didn't know what was next I'm a freelancer and you just don't know but like Every, you know, just like, look at, look at the blessings that come, like, you know? So, that stick out. That's so. Cool. That's, that's going to say. I just got goosebumps hearing you say that. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was an amazing thing. After that, they, um, they shut off the lights and they light about two to three candles. I think it was only two and the place just gets really dark. Mm-hmm. And the, the instruments start to play. They're all like these beautiful musicians. The instruments start to play. They um start singing and chanting, and like you walk up to the altar one by one. The shaman takes a look at you and determines how much you should drink, ayahuasca you should drink, and then you toast to either life, or your children, or your mother, whatever. I felt completely depleted of life, so I felt like I should toast to life. And then I prayed that God hold my hand through this experience, and then I drank. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat down back in my spot. They say it takes about 30 to 40 minutes for it to kick in. Bro, in five minutes, that shit shot me to All right. So to, all, right, all right, all right. So
0: bring me back okay, okay. So you drink it in your five minutes and what what is what is your body starting to feel like once you ingest the, the IY once you start to feel the effects of it? What does your body start to feel like? So it, it's different for everybody, but mm-hmm. for
1: some people they start purging immediately. And purging can come in crying, seizures, throwing up or diarrhea um and for me it was throwing up and seizures and um so I didn't feel that I did feel nauseous but I immediately felt lightheaded mm-hmm. and like I remember the room spinning but I felt joy a little bit of joy and it was just like I started you know like giggling to myself I was like, oh, like here we go like and I, you know I'm used to shrooms and a lot of this shit mm-hmm. like so I, I thought I knew what like pretty much what the experience would be going in American style patterns, and mm-hmm. then it kind of just shoots me into a completely different dimension. And essentially, I'm just like weaving through these dimensions of like, just like everything, like past thoughts and places. And they say if you need help, ask for help. So I'm freaking out immediately, and I remember um, just saying like, I need help and then not getting a response, so I go, I need help again, and then, like, the second time I said it, it was just, like, a complete shutdown, like, 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 there was nothing in me at that point, like, I was just, like, all right, I'm here, I'm in this trip, so I remember, like, feeling super scared, because I'm stuck in this time loop, and it's just, like, weaving through, in and out of this time loop, and it was just, like, damn, am I stuck here, like, and I'm just, like, why did I, like, you know, just the anxiety, like, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done this, but then it was just, like, like find yourself find yourself though and it's just like I had to like say my name and it's like I was like a lot of people call me sage a lot of people call me like sincere whatever these nicknames that hold no weight essentially and it's like yo my name is Jamal my mother named me Jamal that's my name that's what connects me to this world my name Jamal and I remember just continuously saying that to myself and um after I started saying it over and over it slowed down essentially and um it was just, like, the scariest thing of, of just, like, not knowing, like, where you are, though. Like, and it's just, like, damn, it's power, hard to explain. How Yeah, it's, it's like finding yourself, essentially, right? And yeah. so after
0: that part. Um, do you start to see lights when you start to say your name? Do, 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 you know, you say things start to slow down. Do things start to light up as you're saying not, your name?
1: Not necessarily light up but it does slow down. Like you're not weaving so fast in and out of these dimensions. Mm-hmm. But the next part is it's it's actually just dark and I can't see anything, but mm-hmm. I can feel the energy of a man above me, right? It's like a Middle Eastern man and he's speaking Middle Eastern. I can't understand it, but he's panting. And if I can put an image to it, it's like we're at the, we're, the, we're on the outskirts mm-hmm. of a war. And this Middle Eastern man is just like, He's like panting and just saying, "Come with me, come with me," right? But like he's picking up different parts of me. Like if he'll pull my shoulder, only my shoulder would leave. If he pulled yeah. my leg, only my leg will leave. And it's like he's bringing me to safety, but in pieces, right? Yeah. And I'll never forget that part. For some reason, that part just stick out to me That's so sad. much. And um, after that, I open my eyes, and all I see is like. You know sorry before that i started having memories like memories from my childhood that i haven't remembered since they happened the next day i had to like call my mom and confirm that some of this happened like and um then i had memories of past lives and like just like wars like like the vietnam war like like flying a jet um in the holocaust i was helping people hide and the Middle East, I was teaching the word of God, and that's, like, when I looked the happiest. Mind you, I'm not a religious man, <laughs> you know, like, but uh, I do believe in God, but, like, that's what I was doing in the Middle East. And they're not hallucinations. Like, these are memories. And I know it sounds that shit crazy, but... No, it doesn't. No,
0: no, it doesn't. It doesn't.
1: It doesn't. The, the only reason I was even able to, like, put a pin to what these were is because my friend Sheree Horn, who you know as well, that's sent true. me a, a book about past life therapy like regressive therapy and past lives yeah. and that's the only way i knew and it's just like oh it all makes sense like it all connects and then um so i open my eyes and i see like this bright these bright stars and like the side of a house and this beautiful tree i've never seen before and i'm like looking around and i'm like where am i and i, I feel like i'm like hallucinating at this point point. and it's just like this shit is crazy i'm just like where am i and it was just such like this moment of stillness. And I remember just like not being able to move because I like I'm still purging from the ayahuasca. So I'm still like having seizures and like my body's whatever that shit needs to get out, it's going to get out. Like it mm-hmm. strips you of all vanity. It doesn't matter who you are, how you look, what you own. Like you're going to get shit out of you right now. Right. Right? right. And so I'm still like, you know, shaking and like. But I can hear the chanting in the temple. So I'm like, I have to still be in the temple. I hear the singing, I hear the chanting, and I'm trying to make sense of it. But then I just remember like, yo, am I dead? Like, cause the stillness was so airy and I couldn't hear anything but that. And I was like, Did I finally do it? Did I kill myself? And then I remember thinking, I should have chose life. Like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And and like I look at the side of the house and I'm like, yo, my this might be my grandmother's house like my family's inside and I can't get to them because I made this stupid decision. Like, and it's just like, I started thinking about all the feelings that life came with good or bad, um, love, heartbreak, whatever it is, right. All the opposing sides. And it's just like, there's beauty in it all, yes. you know, like to, to experience heartbreak, you would have to experience love. And some people don't even get that far. And it's just like, why would I take that for granted? And I was like, why would I do this? But then as time passes, I start to realize I am alive. And it's just like the amount of gratitude that I have. It's just like I, I I realize that I am in an ayahuasca ceremony. And it's just like, yo, when I get out of this, when I get back into the real world, my love for life is going to be completely fucking different. And then there's so much more to the trip. There's a lot of weird shit. The trip lasts for hours, 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 hours. And, um, but the main thing I took from it was like, I remember it ending and I was just like in so much joy and it was just like Mm -hmm. since then I've just been filled with like love and life and like Mm -hmm. my cup is like like pouring over like that like because of my Mm -hmm. gratitude because they say mother ayahuasca shows you death so you can live better and then die better and essentially I feel like I died that night and I got a second chance and and like there's just been a fucking pep in my step ever since man.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You went through, your, you went through your, your death and resurrection scene.
1: Hell yeah. And then since then also, it showed me so much. Like there's so much more to that story, but I don't want to like weird you out. But another no, no, thing that... no,
0: You know what? I like the fact that you didn't tell every single um, aspect of it because, you know, that always leaves... I always love a part two. I always love continuous stories. So, you know what I'm saying? There'll be times where you know, I'll, I'll bring you back on the show and you know we're oh, yeah, we now more and then we Definitely. can tap right we can tap back into this so like well take us back to this specific moment during a trip. Man, that was that was oof um, that was a really good story because you know I'm used to I'm used to doing this on a format where the camera in front of me where I'm also playing to an audience that's watching me live. So it was great to just be able to close my eyes and be able to just listen to you talk and envision the journey that you went through. And, you know, and like, kind of like take myself there and, you know, attempt to put myself in your shoes and to feel what that feels like and, and all those things. So, wow. Thank you. That was, um, that was intense just hearing it. Can't even imagine going through it. I actually met some people, um, shout out to Steph and Jay. Um, I, I, I interviewed them, uh, about a week ago, week, week and a half ago. And they actually met in Peru, um, for an ayahuasca trip. That's how they met, ended up becoming a couple. Um, oh, they, wow. Uh, yeah. So that was an interesting story all in itself, because, you know, you see your shadow. self and that, so you see your light. So you are seeing all kinds of energy and, you know, uh, his energy pointed to her it that's a whole story go definitely tap onto that and give myself a shameless plug go tap into not my past episode and uh you know jay and steph will be coming out with their own podcast going into explicit detail about their ayahuasca trip the highs the lows and yeah um, it
1: gets crazy it gets it, scary it, as yeah. fuck <laughs> From what i'm hearing right They say like it brings you into like the hell realm essentially, and ironically, I'm with a new therapist now, and her like many other people who walk this path say that I she thinks like she sees like helping in me, and I feel like my soul has been so disorientated because I haven't been helping, you know, like these every when I had the memories from the past lives and every memory I was helping or teaching, and it was just like I haven't been doing that here, but what I have been doing is just like. I've just been super vulnerable online and it's a tech age. So I I, I feel like it does matter. And it's just like, yo, I'm not going to get online and lie to anybody. I'm not going to show off shit that I don't really have. Like I'm not going to make you feel any less of a person because you don't have this, that, that, Like, there's so much of that already. So I'm going to come online and I'm going to tell you how I feel. And I'm going to tell you the truth about how I feel Mm -hmm. and the amount of people who reach out to me because they can relate. It's scary. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've made the decision since then, since the trip, to continue being vulnerable but also to um, practice shamanistic healing and now I'm on my journey to becoming a shaman and that's the next (laughs) phase of my life and
0: that's that's it. That's dope. Um, Are you still going to continue to work in in entertainment as far as directing and filming? Yeah, that's going to pay the bills for the most part until I find my footing. So luckily... I've
1: been blessed with having such a like. I don't have to show up somewhere by a certain time. I gotta punch a clock. I feel like all of this. What it taught me is that every decision I've ever made in life has led up to that one moment of healing. So Mm -hmm. it just all makes sense that I have like a job who allows me to, to, to practice anything else that I would like to do. And it's just everything's just so perfect. But a huge part of that trip was saying like every. that I've ever done has led up to this one moment of healing and and that that one sentence alone has allowed so much self-forgiveness because with depression you beat yourself up a lot right eat yourself up a lot and it's just like yo like it couldn't have happened any other way I couldn't have done anything any differently for me to have experienced that and feel this good about myself after and like the amount of self-forgiveness after that is just
0: absurd Mm, that's beautiful that's beautiful. I'm really, yeah, really happy to hear that, man. That sounds like a really beautiful journey that you're that you're, you know, partaking on, man. Becoming a shaman, using your using using your your, your talents to, to fuel and to fund your passion is always a com is always a combination for for great success, man. That that's that's amazing. So now that you've gone, I'm on this journey. Well, you're on this journey. You know, what I'm saying you're on your Hero's journey. If you could talk to one person from the past, if you could talk to one person from the present, and you can talk to one person from the present—I mean, from the future. Excuse me. Who would that be? Who would it be? Ah,
1: oh, fuck. I like the the generic in me wants to say myself, but it's like you can if have- I went back. So, if I went back to the past and said myself, and I, it's just like I don't want to give myself that knowing. <laughs> mm. Like I need him to make every decision he has made. Like you yeah. know, or we're not knowing. And um, I don't know. Maybe, damn, that's a tough question.
0: Maybe you might want to talk to your daughter. Twenty years. I was ago. thinking
1: that too. I was thinking that, too. But I wouldn't even know what to... Because she's, like, a little being of light herself. And she has a journey that she's going to need to go through. And I can already see it now. Like, I can see the road she has to go down. But, like, I know she has to do it. herself and, so, and I know she has the power to. Maybe I wouldn't talk to anybody. Maybe I'll just let it all play out. Okay. <laughs> as it should. You know, I think that's what the spirit guides are there for.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Just so let it, let it, let it play out as it should. I like that. So, if you could, if if I like to, in order to manifest things, I put myself into a position of reflection. And what I mean by that is, I picture myself reflecting on the thing that I wanted to manifest, speaking about it as if it's a past event already. So, I want to give you the opportunity and a platform to take the stage and speak of all the things that you wish to have accomplished as if you're reflecting on them already that has, that could do with you know your filming, um, you becoming a shaman, goals that you have for yourself, you know you know where you would like to see your daughter even though she's going on her own journey. Uh, I like to give you the platform to, uh, to, to speak your, to speak your future. Into uh, into 3D reality. Hell yeah. All right. In this, in this day,
1: today, today in the future, Madison is out in the world. That's my daughter. She's traveling. She's on her journey. Um, today is a day that I'll be healing. I'll have a group of people coming into a sacred space and we'll be working on healing and I'll be doing it alongside my wife. And the, the love that we have overflows and we can give that love to other people as well. And they're commenting the, for these people who are starting their journeys or don't know where they belong or they're going through the, the realm of hell and just doesn't they don't know how to get out of it. But we've been there and we've walked those grounds and we can give a lending hand. And that's what we've been doing. And that's what we're going to continue to do. And that's what I see for my days to come.
0: Mm. Straight to that. Uh, so a couple, as we start to wind down, a couple of last questions. How can, how can men show up better for women? Get in touch with your
1: feminine energy
0: mm.
1: every man has feminine energy every woman has masculine energy right
0: mm-hmm.
1: get in touch with that opposite energy um it's one of my favorite thing it's there's power in being soft there's power in being understanding get in touch with that energy ASAP and mm. um I mean just be gentle and just get in touch with that like heal yourself and just like, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but for the first time in my life, like after, I, after the breakup, I didn't just go jump into DMs or meaningless sex or relationships. And I still haven't, I haven't been touched since. And I'm like practicing like celibacy until like it, it you know, like until I feel like somebody has the right energy, but it's just like the energy that you have in you transfers And if you're not healing yourself or wanting to heal yourself, you're just going to fuck up everybody you come in contact with. So get in touch with your feminine energy so you can understand how they understand, like, and be soft. I mean, like, like you you might even have to get hurt to understand what you're doing to other people. It's just like, get in touch with that though.
0: That's beautiful. How can women show up better for men? Same thing. Get in touch with your masculine energy.
1: I I I can't even give a direct answer to that because I'm not a woman, right? Um, right. But um, I guess just get in touch. I don't know. I don't, I don't think women are doing a that bad of a job. Mm-hmm. Um. But I know, like you know, there bad energy exists in all of us. Right. Right. You know, so, like so. Just get in touch with whatever the opposite is and heal yourself be better for yourself so you can be better for your partner essentially and then everybody just needs to fucking stick up for each other as well like call it call out bullshit when you see it um if your opinion isn't gonna help the person who feels victimized keep your opinion to yourself mm. it's it's not fair like if, if you don't know how that person feels don't put yourself in their shoes um you've never walked in them don't do it mm. um so you know how it
0: goes right if there's one thing you can change in the world what would it be if there's one thing i can change what we're
1: doing to this planet man if i can change if if things could just be greener and healthier part of my trip was having to apologize to the earth for like what we've done to it it's scary Mm -hmm. and um If I can, like, have a big global if I can change anything, anything, it would be that. Mm.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. Yo, man, Sage, I appreciate you. I appreciate the journey. I appreciate your vulnerability. I appreciate you taking the time to come on to the Richie Moo show. I'm looking forward to hearing more from your journey. Um, uh, You know, every couple of years, uh, I get bit by the acting bug. The acting bug has bit me again. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe working on with you, uh, if possible some projects. But most off, man, um, I definitely seen the the shift, seen a paradigm shift in you. Um, I felt it, I felt it. So uh, that's why I reached out to you. Thank you for sharing your journey, man. I definitely plan to to do a part two to this. But uh, thank you, I really appreciate you coming just uh, and telling your story, and just to, you know. And just being you. Appreciate that. Thank you for having me, bro. And you're out in Florida now, right? Uh yeah, um, I'm a bit of a nomad. Um I uh, I was in Miami for about six, seven months. Um I'm gonna be back up in New York for a couple of weeks, then I'm gonna be down in Atlanta. Man, I'm moving. I rose dolo from state to state. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it, man. Be out in the world. Love that shit. Yeah, man.
1: Hell, yeah now nah, but we'll definitely connect again and yeah we definitely got to get some projects up and running um i'll be back on soon cuz i have some projects coming up that i'll love to tell you about as
0: well so hell, yeah okay cool cool um i'm actually i'm going to be up in new york for for a couple of weeks so i'll definitely um you know what i'm saying i'll holler at you you know what i'm saying if there's anything i can help with let me know but once again man before you do get out of here um if there's anything that you want the people to know Last message that you want to lead the people with, and also, uh, you know, anything that you want to promote, anything you got coming up, anything that you can speak about, go ahead, take the platform. Um, last message, I'll say.
1: You know, I don't really have any. I I don't know what to say as a last message. I know I'm like I'm in such a place where. I say, accept who, accept the person who you're fighting, who you're fighting against. Mm. Do the shadow work. If, if if you have to be tough because you feel like you have to be tough, be soft for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if you're fighting a soft version of yourself, that's who you want to be. Mm-hmm. So whoever you're fighting yourself to be every day, be that person for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up, I have this thing called Project Cry. Mm-hmm. It's essentially about um, stripping away the, these lab- these labels that they give us at birth. Um, men don't cry, act more ladylike. And it's about embracing the real labels, like the shit that we really go through, depression, anxiety, softness, crying, Like, and just tapping in with your emotions and knowing it doesn't matter how tall you are, how built you are, who you are. Crying is a form of purging. And if your body doesn't purge, your mind will, and then you'll lose your mind. And it's just, just purge in any way possible, please. So it's all about owning your feelings. And then once I get that, um Screwed down. I'll tap in and let you guys know more about that. And then uh, the proceeds go to mental health organizations. Essentially, it's just going to be like really cool merch by really cool da- designers. Yeah. And I don't mean like up and comers. I'm luckily enough to be fortunate to be in these rooms with bigger designers, and they're all down. So
0: that's beautiful. Man. It'll be a beautiful thing. Right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. Definitely looking forward to seeing that and how all that plays out. Yo, man. Thank you, man. Thank you once again. For tapping into the Richie Moon show, uh, for everybody that's listening, this podcast will be available tomorrow at four forty-four p.m. Man, my guy, stage man, telling this journey, being vulnerable, man, showing uh, showing what a uh, divine masculine energy is all about. Definitely look forward to uh, speaking to you again. Um, thank you for tapping into the Richie Moon show. Uh tapping with me on Instagram at the Richie Moon Show underscore. Tap with me on YouTube, The Richie Moon Show. You know, you can find me here at the Richie Moon Show wherever podcasts are streamed out. Remember the value that you mirror on yourself reflects in others. I have been Richie Moon. That has been Sage. I will catch you down the road. Peace, love, and my family.